0: Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, on Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Jeff Garcia. Your San Antonio Spurs will have a few picks in the upcoming 2019 NBA Draft, 19 and 29, Then they got a second rounder, but basically, the NBA Draft Lottery happened yesterday, a couple days ago by the time we're listening to this episode, and um, a few teams in the West got themselves some heavy, nice-looking picks. What does that mean for the San Antonio Spurs moving forward? Also on the show, are you a Spurs fan? 100%, if you still cheer for Kawhi Leonard. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. And that is going to be with Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. It's been a while, buddy. And I hear you're doing some construction, taking the offseason time to work on a few things, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm working on my house. We're getting my house remodeled upstairs, and new, putting new floor in, and redoing the bathrooms and stuff in it. It's really noisy here, man. (laughs) All
0: right, well, let's make it quick because I know you're a busy man. And by the way, Joe, um, speaking of construction, a few NBA teams are going to be doing some construction over the offseason, namely uh, the top ten or five teams in the uh, NBA uh, were announced of who's picking where in the 2019 NBA draft. And uh, number one, everybody knows it, New Orleans Pelicans shocked the world. They got the number one pick in the 29 NBA, uh, sorry, 2019 NBA draft. excuse me. But also the Memphis Grizzlies got number two. You have the Mavericks in there, You, um, although they gave up their picks to Atlanta. They got the Lakers in there. But although the Spurs did not have a top 10 pick or let alone a top 15 pick, uh, Joe, this could be some issues for the Spurs down the road. Let's just... Play devil's advocate, Joe, and let's just say everything stays true to form. Nobody does any trades. They just stick with what they got. New Orleans is in the Spurs division, and they're going to buy to add Zion William, Williamson. Sorry, Memphis is going to have the number two pick. They're in the Spurs division, too. They're more likely to get John Morant. And then, of course, there are the Lakers getting a number four pick. Basically, the West is going to get a little stronger next season. Joe, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's a tough thing, you know. The the West East is gonna get stronger. Um but you know, you gotta you gotta think that there's gonna be some 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 time that it's gonna take for all these players to develop. Especially uh-huh. like a Zion Williamson. Uh uh-huh. he's, he needs to work on a shot, he needs to work on different aspects aspects, aspects of his game. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already hearing uh, some some none of the neighbors getting getting home next door, and I thought it was my construction guys. I'm like, oh <laughs> god, they have to leave.
0: No, no, no but you're
1: good, you're good. there's we'll some things quick, that they no. got to do. No, no, there is yeah. some things that they gotta they gotta work on before that all happens. But as far as you know, the skill set that they bring, especially these good younger players in the draft, yeah, it makes a teams that especially the Spurs have to go at in the regular season, much better. So you definitely have to keep an eye on that. So we never know what can happen. We do have maybe DeJounte coming back next season. Maybe let's see how we do in the draft. But the Spurs definitely need some help.
0: Yeah, the the Spurs are going to be facing teams in their division that are going to be very heavy. We talked about a few of them. Okay, now let's just play devil's advocate again. Again, that's our path right now, that everything stays true to form and nobody does any trades anything like that. If the Pelicans don't trade Anthony Davis and they just keep him for the last remaining contract season in New Orleans, that's a heavy-duty dose of AD plus Zion that the Spurs have to face on the regular. The Mavericks... They got stronger by adding Porzingis, who will be back next season. Of course, Luca is going to get better, and that team is just only going to get stronger. Now that they're going to have a season together. Then you got um, Memphis, who just added John Morant. Now, depending on who else they add to that, Memphis may or may not be an issue. But then the Houston Rockets, Joe, are still going to be the Houston Rockets. Yeah, they're cash-strapped, and yeah, they put themselves in the bind by giving that heavy-duty contract to Chris Paul at his age. But nevertheless— There's still a team with James Harden. There's still a formidable team that the Spurs will have to face. You mentioned a few guys right now. You mentioned uh, DeJounte Murray coming back. Joe, what about this? The Spurs are going to have a youth movement of themselves too. They're going to be bringing back DeJounte Murray, young. They're going to be bringing in now Lonnie Walker, little by little, next season, more than likely, younger. Of course, there's Derek White, who's young, and then who knows what they're going to do with their first two, the first two uh, first round picks, Joe. And if they maybe they get a steal like they normally do, Joe, are the Spurs quietly having a youth movement of themselves as well?
1: I think you got to say they are. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at you see what the current roster is right now and how it's, how the team is being constructed, you can see that they're kind of moving towards that younger generation. You know, uh-huh. we do have some draft picks. We do have some guys that are still developing, and Shazemmy too. You yep. know, you have the Lonnie Walker still. Some things he needs to work on in his game. Uh, you have Dejounte Murray. You know, you have Adavis Bertons, You have Bryn Forbes. So the the future looks ve- is very promising for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh-huh. But again, these players, we already know that they're they're starting to develop but they still need more some time uh, to kind of like gel together and, and get to learn how to play with one another. So it, it's a process. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be like a, a championship contender at least for another two to three seasons.
0: Yeah. Look, um, if you're looking at the competition within the division, Joe, a Zion is going to be a handful. Again, if he stays in new Orleans, unless they're going to do any trades, but as of right now, they'd be stupid enough to let go of that raw talent. So, He's going to take time. Yeah, he's going to be a big uh, boy to handle. Literally, he's a big kid. But, you know, will he be able to sustain an NBA season, you know, play against big boys like Marcus Aldridge, get beat up and moved around by Yannick Aperto, who's a strong kid? So there's that. You know, Ja Morant, you know, who, what's going to be built around him? Uh, there's no more Paul um, Marcus all in Memphis. Uh, Mike Conley is past his prime. Um, Jaron Jackson was going to be a nice one-two combo. You know, But they're, 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 they're young and I, The Spurs are hanging in there with them As far as the other teams in the division As far as getting young and, and I think they are Now, if anything that's on the Spurs side Is the system The Spurs system with Popovich back again That's going to boost their, their development uh, DeJounte's as far as his trajectory That he was going before the injury Derek White, another season uh, Being coached by Popovich Is going to do wonders Lonnie Walker is going to probably get his first real heavy dose of popovich in nba game situations joe i think sometimes i look at the west and i look at the division joe and i'm thinking hey houston dallas memphis new orleans you gotta watch out for san antonio and they're young bucks too joe
1: yeah you gotta always watch out for this young team i mean they're they're no slouches but you know Like I said, you know, they still need some some aspects of the game they need to work on. And not only that, but you look at some of these other teams that are in the West, you know, you look at a Denver Nuggets team, which is very young and they're very good. I mean, they they had uh, pushed Denver all the way to a game seven and they nearly Mm -hmm. won that one. Um, you know, you see the other teams out in the East, like, you know, you see the Boston Celtics, you see the 76ers, all these teams are, they have youth on their side. You know, there's a youth movement movement right now in the NBA. And a lot of the players, I, I'm sad to say, Jeff, because it, it's telling of our age. A lot of the players that we grew up with, they're already gone. They're retired, man. So yeah. there's a whole new generation yeah. of, of young talent that's coming in, and it's a whole new uh, group of players for this younger generation, for the for the millennial generation. And yeah, it's going to be interesting no, to sorry, see what ahead. happens. No, I said it's going to be interesting to see what happens because yeah. the last generation, what did they have? They had their LeBron James. You know, mm-hmm. is, is that what Zion Williamson is going to be for this? this younger generation, this youth movement that we're seeing right now in the NBA, it'd be interesting to see who's going to be this generation's uh, kind of like Michael Jordan, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, every era has that one outstanding player. There was the Magic Larry era, then there was Jordan, and then there was, um, you know, I'm biased, obviously. I'm going to call it the Tim Duncan age, you know, because <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: doesn't get credit for time But you're right. You know, will Zion be that next big? I uh, disagree. I think it's going to be Giannis for a while before Zion reaches the point. But nevertheless, Joe, you also expand out of the division. Look at the West again. The West as a whole is still going to be tough to, even, for San Antonio to deal with. Because, one, Denver got themselves a good season under their belt together. They went into the postseason. They they beat the Spurs in seven. They advanced to the second round. They took it to a seven game against the Blazers. Um, so they're going to get seasoned more. You know, we talked about the Rockets. You know, the Warriors, they'll, they'll still be the Warriors until their time ends and that team gets busted up or whatever. And then, of course, you know, there's Portland, you know, who's in the Western Conference Finals as we speak. The West is getting tougher, and I just hope the Spurs are trying to keep pace. They have themselves a good young nucleus: White, Murray, and um, you know whoever they pick in the upcoming draft. But I think again it's going to be back to those veterans next season. LMA, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Demar Derozan. Joe, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, we'll we'll just have to wait and see because. I, I got to be honest with you, Jeff. You know, this is one thing that a lot of Spurs fans aren't really thinking about, and they're they're kind of saying, "Oh, the Spurs would have been, you know, that much better if we had a, you know, Dejounte Murray in the mix. You know, mm-hmm. he would have made he would have made the difference. They they think if Dejounte was back, the Spurs would have immediately went to the Western Conference Finals. Nice. And I'm sad to say that 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 wouldn't have been the case. I mean. How many games would they have won, Jeff, if DeJounte was here? Maybe, maybe two more. Two maybe more. Maybe three? Pushing yeah. it out at three? You know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the Spurs right now, they need some help on the wing. You know, yeah. they don't have a wing defender. Look at, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting off topic, but I'm going to jump back on because I'm trying to make yeah. a point. Um, Look at what happened with some of these other teams, Uh, you know, that didn't have wing defenders. For example, the Houston Rockets. You know, very good core, you know, as far as their offense goes, Uh, they have one of the best players in the NBA and and James Harden, look at what he's able to do on any given night, put up some big points, but kind of takes away from his other teammates because he needs to touch the ball so many times. Um, So it's not just all about offense. It's also about defense. This is the one thing that I'm I'm scared of, Jeff. If the Spurs, they have what, the 19th and the 29th pick, I think, in the draft. Yep. Yep. So. What if they draft another guard? Why would we need another guard? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you, need, the only, you need to get somebody else.
0: The only way, reason why they would draft another guard is because one of the guards are on the trading block or something's going to yeah. happen to one of the current um, crop of guards, You know, whether it be Patty Mills or Brent Forbes, dare I say Derek White, I highly doubt it. But yeah. that's the only reason why, if you see them draft a guard, then that means there's something cooking or somebody's not going to be with the team next season. But you're right, outside of that, they need help at the wing and they need help at the small four. They they need help uh, even with the big man department because it's just proto and LMA. You know? That's pretty much it. But, you know, I'm glad you mentioned wing defenders because uh, we're going to take our first break and we get back. We're going to be talking about a former wing defender, Kawhi Leonard. I know. I know. <laughs> but there's a reason why we're bringing him up because he's he's right now on the minds of Spurs fans because he's still playing in the, in the NBA um, playoffs with the Toronto Raptors and basically somebody's, well, I guess every Spurs fans favorite media personality that they love to hate is back at it. But before we do that, uh, please download the Himalaya podcast app. Go to your favorite app store and download the Himalaya podcast app. Why? was well, the best podcast app out there that lets you curate your own personal playlist of all your favorite podcasts, including Locked On Spurs. You can subscribe to Locked On Spurs by using the Himalaya podcast app and um, download all the rest of the Locked On uh, network uh, of shows from NFL, to MLB to NBA. Again, download the Himalaya podcast app. I use it and you should use it, too. We are back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Now, Joe, in the previous segment, you mentioned the wing, that the Spurs need help in the wing, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Hopefully, they'll address that in the draft or in training camp or the summer league, but they had themselves a very elite wing defender, a perimeter guy, and he's still playing in the NBA playoffs with the Toronto Raptors. Yes, we're talking about the claw, Kawhi Leonard, the former Spur. I bring him up, Joe, because this. Skip Bayless, yeah, you know that guy on Fox Sports that uh, the self-proclaimed mega Spurs fan. I may have he heard of so him. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he recently called out Spurs fans who still cheer for Kawhi Leonard, despite the fact of how things ended in the Alamo City. Joe, do you agree with that? No. Now no, we're gonna we're gonna forget about Skip now. Now we're just gonna focus on the content of what he said, just the the idea. Do you agree that Spurs fans who still cheer for Claw need to turn in their Spurs fan card?
1: It's like this, Jeff. If your ex-girlfriend left you for your best friend and she's happy and he's happy, would you cheer for them? No. It's it's that simple. Yeah, it's yeah. that simple. You know, if, if somebody quit on you and just left you for someone else, would you still cheer for them? Probably not. Because yeah. – the way that they left. Now, we can't speak for everyone, you know, and we can't make people change their mind or tell them what to do. Fans can do whatever the hell they want to do. Me, personally, I could care less what he does at this point. You know, it's just, for me, it it comes from the point of you quit on the team and you just decided you didn't want to play and you wanted out. So I don't respect somebody who does that. Now, I don't wish him any ill will or... Hope that he has a career-ending injury anytime soon. But I'm not gonna be creeping and Twitter and seeing everything that he's doing and like, whoa, well, he used to be a spur and I'm still gonna cheer for him. Personally, mm. I wouldn't do that. But if somebody else still wants to cheer for him, more power to you. You're a better man or a woman than I am. So I, I can't say that it's right or wrong. I'm just saying personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't cheer for him for that exact reason. Not because not because he's not a good player, but because of the way he left the team.
0: Yeah, look, you know, I I agree with you to a certain degree uh, on this. I think Spurs fans should cheer for whoever they want. And yeah, that even includes a guy like Kawhi Leonard and how things ended in San Antonio. I got no problem with that. They want to cheer for him. That's their prerogative. Go on. But that doesn't mean that just because maybe another Spurs fan disagrees with them, and I get why Spurs fans would not want to cheer for Claw that they got to call them out on social media, that they got to make them feel small simply because they're still cheering for Kawhi Leonard, who, let's face it, he's, a, he's an incredible player. Um, I think that's where I draw the line.
1: If oh, you're it's the, the Spurs talented, homers, man. It's Spurs yeah. homers that do that kind of stuff. They, they think they have the keys to the kingdom, and they really don't. I mean, by calling people loud and trying to belittle them to make yourself better, yeah, you're exactly. just turning yourself into an online bully and you just look dumb. You know, you can use all the big words that you want, but at the end of the day, you don't have the right to call people out or tell them what they should and shouldn't do in order to be classified as a fan.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I draw the line. I, if, if, and this is a scenario. If Joe, uh, if you're out there online on social media saying, go Kawhi Leonard, I'm still a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're phenomenal. I like watching your game. Fine. That's your choice. I'm not going to tell you that you cannot do that. Where I draw the line is if I then maybe re- repost your tweet, for example, or go on your Facebook, whatever, and flash it for everybody to see, like, to say, hey, look what Joe said, and he's dumb. He's stupid. You turn in your Spurs fan card. You're, you're not about this. You know, I think that's where I draw the line. I think you'd be respectful. If you disagree, fine. Stick to that. But it's when it crosses the line into making fun of each other. Look, Joe, I've been covering the NBA for quite some time. And – the Spurs fan base, and I've told you this before, is one of the most segmented, fractured, uh, nitpicky, clickish fan bases I've ever seen. It's 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 not good. There, there's so many. You pick this side. You pick this side. You pick your favorite sports reporter. You call out your favorite Spurs reporter. You, <laughs> you, you hang out with this group of Spurs fans. Don't hang out with that. I mean, they're just so fractured. And I cannot understand that because San Antonio Spurs are the only team in the city. You would think it would be a united front. I've covered games in Boston at TD Garden. Celtics fans, they're a united front, and I really don't see any. I don't. You I see a little bit of skirmishes, but not to the extent of the Spurs fan base. Um, the Knicks covered the Spurs Knicks games. lived in New York City, I can tell you, they're all united. Well, because simply the, the Knicks suck, and they got a common thing. They, they, you know, they just wish their team would be better. Nets fans, the same thing. You know, they're very united. Spurs fans, I've just, they're just, I hate to use this phrase, but they can become very haterist, Joe.
1: Yeah, that they can be. And it's because <clears throat> of the way that they are thinking, the thought process yeah. behind everything. And if I hear another damn fan say, oh, I'm a Spurs fan, no matter what, you know what? Shut your mouth. You're oh. You're just, you're just dumb if you say that yeah. kind of stuff, because- you know, if you don't get mad if your team loses or you don't get mad because you know that they can be better and you're just going to root for the team no matter what they do, that that's kind of an asinine statement to make because everybody always wants their team to get better. You're yeah. never satisfied with mediocrity, you know, and we as a, as a fan base have grown to, you know, know our team going deep into the playoffs, being in championship contenders, and it's kind of a change for everyone right now. So yeah. that kind of statement is asinine to me. Oh, I'm a fan no matter what. Good, you can be a fan, support the team no matter what. But then when those same fans that say that kind of nonsense turn on the other fans and say, oh, you got mad at the team, you're not a real fan, or you still yeah, root for I- the fake number two, you're not a real fan, no. that that They're passionate people, and they can root mm-hmm. for whoever they want, ex-players that aren't on the team anymore, that's up to them. It's up to us just to say, you know what, we're just going to root for our team, even if they're going through hard times, we might get <laughs> mad at them. We might call them out, you know, but that's our prerogative as fans, you know, and I yeah. think that that's where you're saying they're drawing the line. If you don't root for the team, no matter yeah. what, you're, you're, you're not a true fan. No, it's, it's not rooting for the team, no matter what, it's wanting them to get better. So I think that's what the fan base needs to do. They need to do better. They need to get better. And in what, at the end of the day, everybody's a fan. So why are you fighting with each other?
0: Yeah. Well, look, um, circling back to the main topic, that being Spurs fans cheering for Kawhi Leonard, I got no beef for that. You know, you want to do that, that's fine. Um, I get why you would cheer for him. He's a tremendous player. He, you know, he does, does it on both ends of the court. And um, But do, do I still feel the sting knowing what could have been? Um, him not wearing a Raptors jersey, maybe still wearing a Spurs jersey, thinking that that could have happened all those heroics that he's done for the Toronto this season, especially in the postseason and the miracle shot. Yeah. I mean, I would love for him to still do that. And it still stings me. You know, I'm very, very vocal online. You know, when I see him playing or the Raptors playing, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm salty. I'm upset and everything, but that, but I'm not going out and calling other Spurs fans, you know, out for still cheering for
1: him. Like, oh, let me was- ask you a question about Kawhi. Go ahead. This goes out to all these stupid, you know, fans that want to be putting, you know, putting a line in the dirt. If Kawhi would have stayed, you know, they, he would have stayed here with the team. You know, they think that he would have been putting up the numbers he's been putting up for uh, the Toronto Raptors right now. You know, they're, they first they labeled him as what, a system player. Now he's yeah. showing that he's just a good player overall. You know, and they're like, Spurs were holding him back. Look at how well he's doing in Toronto. You know, look at all the things he's able to do over there. He kind of did those same things here. But over in Toronto, everybody is focused on what he's able to do in the playoffs specifically. So now they're all saying in the media, oh, it's a coming out party for Kawhi. He's been playing in the league for seven damn years. It's not a coming out party. He was the NBA Finals MVP in 2014. It's not like he just arrived. He's always been here. You know, the Spurs developed him. And the thing that I'm, I'm trying to say, too, is what has he really done in Toronto? You know, he he played like that for the Spurs. He's always had good numbers. He's always been a good player. He hasn't done anything else for them that DeMar DeRozan hasn't already done. DeMar DeRozan took the Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so did, you know, Kawhi's doing that for them right now. But beyond that, everybody's ready to throw a parade for this guy. He had a lucky shot. He Mm -hmm. hit a lucky shot, you know, in a game seven. The ball went in. If it didn't, they would have been like, oh, this is Kawhi's fault. He didn't win. He choked in the big minute. No. It was a lucky bounce, and sometimes that's what teams need. It's a lucky bounce. But Mm -hmm. on paper, what has he really done for this Raptors team that DeMar DeRozan hasn't done until he gets that team to the NBA Finals? Then he's going to go ahead and say, "Oh, this trade was, you know, it was it was the best trade that the Raptors ever made in, the, in their franchise history." Until mm-hmm. he gets them to that promised land, he hasn't really done anything other than what Demar has already done. So that's what that's the point I'm trying to make. I mean, everybody's ready to throw the parade for for Kawhi for hitting that shot. And it was a good lucky shot, mm-hmm. but what has he really done? You know?
0: Yeah. Well, he's he's done plenty this uh, off-season. I'm sorry, postseason run for the Raptors, but as far as netting the title on his own and leading a team on his own, uh, that remains to be seen. We saw what could have been if Jaja didn't undercut him uh, in his final, I guess, postseason play with the Spurs. He was right there. He was burning the 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 Warriors single-handedly. So we started seeing the glimpse of it right there. Then, of course, uh, Pachulia happened, and then you know that's pretty much the end of Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio. But you look, Spurs fans cheer for him. Go for it. Enjoy. You're right. Uh, just don't uh, cross the line and start uh, poking fun, making fun of fans who do or do not cheer for him. Have healthy debates, yes, but just try not to cross that line. So Skip Bayless, hate to disagree with you. I uh, think Spurs fans just because they cheer for an expert does not mean they're still not a true Silver and Black fan uh, because they do that. Joe and I are going to take our final break. We get back. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. We are back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. And Joe, um, you're still hard at work making Two Shots Podcast Network better, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Doing a lot of things behind the scenes, you know, it's a lot of work. So look for all these changes that'll be coming soon.
0: Yeah. Um, well, what about changes to your house, Joe? I know you got to go in a bit, man, but <laughs> I, I bet you want that to be over soon.
1: Yeah. I've been busy, you know, between the changes that I'm working on for the website and the two shots uh, network and then, you know, remodeling the house. Um, I got my hands full right now and that's, <laughs> not the worst of it. I still got to do yard work and all this stuff for, you know, for the summer for the kids and stuff. So, I mean, it, it never ends, dude.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, look, I don't, I'm don't. i not married. I don't have kids. So I'm going to live vicariously through you and just say, wow, that sounds really hard now.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, really.
0: <laughs> all right, Joe. Well, I know you're a busy guy. Let me let you go. Go ahead and shout out all your uh, stuff when it comes to social media as far as the Two Shots podcast and how fans can follow you on social media.
1: Yeah, and they can follow us at Two Shots, and that's spelled out, T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S, and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also check out what we're doing on our new revamp website at com, or you can also check us out at two, the number two, ShotsSA.com, and look for some exciting uh, things that we got coming out soon. We are almost ready to roll out our new online radio station, so hey. that's going to be fun. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, then there's another reason why you should follow Joe on uh, Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Email me at Jeff Garcia74 at gmail.com. We want to know what you think. Uh, do you think the Spurs are kind of uh, stuck in a rock and a hard place right now with the uh, Western Conference teams getting stronger via the uh, NBA 2019 lottery? What about? Uh, Kawhi Leonard, do you still cheer for him? And are you okay with that, or not okay with that? Are you okay with Spurs fans still doing that, or not okay with it? Let us know. And with that, we're going to put on a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.